it's Katie Garrett, your functional medicine specialist, and I'm here with my husband, Phil. Hello. And today we're going to talk about how to improve the quality of your sleep. So if you are sleeping, but you are waking up just not feeling rested and you're like, what the heck? I was in bed for seven to nine hours. I got what I should be getting and it never feels like enough. It's probably because the quality of your sleep is not what it should be. Now, Katie, what makes you think that you are even barely qualified to talk about this topic? (laughs) He is saying that dripping with sarcasm because I have struggled with sleep since I was a little girl. Mm. Um, I've never been a good sleeper. I've had insomnia all my life. I finally did a sleep study a couple years ago and they were like, yep, you have severe insomnia. And you also got barely any REM, like none at all. (laughs) And so that kind of piqued my interest. And I have this nice little aura ring, which tracks my sleep. Um, It's worn on my finger and it has all these sensors and a special formula that it uses to figure out where I'm at in my sleep cycle. I wore it during my sleep study so that I could, you know, verify it with the gold standard of, of sleep to see how accurate it was. A consummate it, scientist over here. Very true. I was so excited. Oh my gosh. Um, and it was pretty accurate. So it wasn't right on the money, but it was, you know, the general information I got from it definitely um, lined up with what the sleep study said. So there's a lot to unpack here. You you talked about REM. Why don't we start there and, and talk about the different phases of sleep and why REM is important? Yeah. So you basically have like four phases of sleep or, you know, four stages. Stages. And so there's the awake stage, you know, when you're lying in bed and you are conscious and you know that you're lying awake. And then there's a light sleep in which you are maybe you can still like hear some stuff, but you're not like really responsive and you're not like fully conscious that you're awake. So, you know, an hour could pass and you could be like, was I, I was kind of awake just because you're sleeping lightly, you're tossing and turning. Um, and so that's a light sleep. And we actually do spend about half of our time in light sleep um, of the whole time that we're in bed. And then you have REM sleep. And so that is actually when your brain is getting to recover. So that's when we form memories and your brain kind of goes through all the files of the day and puts some in the cabinet. Some of it puts in the recycling bin. Some of it, you know, just helps to consolidate. Like a computer disk defragging. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's deep sleep, which is really the recovery for your body. And so that's when a lot of your, you know, cleaning out processes of toxins from the day and um, nutrients from the day and recovering your muscles and that kind of stuff. And I mean, there, there's a lot that we don't know about sleep. Like yeah. it's a continuing uh, field of study. Mm-hmm. And, but we do know that REM is very important. Yeah. So if you're like feeling, you know, just foggy brained and um, forgetful and like just mentally fatigued, like you have to take breaks from work all the time. It's probably because you're a parent and have children. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah. And so that is definitely a part of it. Um, But if you kind of are having trouble being able to stick with something and to think through it and you just like at the end of the workday, you know, you feel totally exhausted, like you just need to, you know, TV the rest of the night, um, it's likely possible that you're not getting enough REM sleep. And so if you're feeling that fatigue and you can't really explain it with too little sleep, then your REM could be low. And so that's why this one is so important. Um, It's also really important because if you are sleep deprived, your body is going to prioritize deep. So that's why we don't have to focus as much on deep because your body's naturally going to sacrifice the REM in order to make sure you get enough deep because that's your physical recovery. You know, it's just like 
the functioning of your body for survival. So your body will make sure to get a lot of deep and that will be at the expense of your REM sleep. Gotcha. So at the beginning of our sleep, like right when you go to bed, do you go into REM right away? So you have generally 90 minute sleep cycles. So you're going to start with awake and then light, and then usually you're going to go into deep. And then the REM happens towards the end of the 90 minute. And I'm saying this like with air quotes because, you know, we're not all perfect (laughs) formulas. And so some of us, they might be a little bit shorter, a little bit longer, but the REM happens towards the end of that 90 minute cycle. Your brain's really active and your body is kind of, you know, your heart rate increases, your eyes are moving back and forth. And so we usually wake up at the end of that REM sleep. That's why we can remember dreams because dreams usually happen in REM. And so we just finished dreaming and then we wake up and then we go into a whole nother 90 minute cycle. But the, the clincher is here that it's going to get longer. Your REM sleep will get longer and longer the more cycles you have. So the first cycle, it's only like 10 minutes, or in my case, it was zero. (laughs) But then the second cycle, it's like 30 minutes, and then you can work all the way up to an hour of REM as long as you get enough cycles. So if you go to bed at a good time, like you're asleep by 10, but you're waking up at like 5 every day, you might not get enough of your REM because that's that bulk of that REM is going to be right before you wake up for the day. And I know that there are some, you know, uh, some wearables and technology that almost try to time waking oh, yeah. up, you know, at a certain time, you know, to to get to make sure that you are awoken after your REM mm-hmm. cycle. Yeah, but I mean, the the real thing is that we should be waking up naturally. You know, like we should be waking up because your body's like, I had enough sleep and I just finished my REM and now I'm awake and then you get up. (laughs) And so if you're having to use like, you know, alarms and things to get yourself up when you're waking up at your normal time every day, that's a sign that you're probably sleep deprived and your body was like, no, I wanted more sleep. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what are the things that we can do to kind of help get us to, to that point where we almost naturally wake up where we're getting the right amount of REM sleep. Yeah. So if you, again, you can be asleep for eight hours, um, but you're still going to wake up tired because you didn't get all that REM. And so it's not just about making it to the end of the last sleep cycle, but it's also about making sure that your body is in a place where your circadian rhythm is healthy and where your inflammation is not kind of keeping you in a stressful state. Mm. So for that first one, the circadian rhythm component, your body operates off of this rhythm. And when we throw it off, it throws off the sleep cycles. So if you're one of those people who has like um, a job where you have to be at work at like 7 a.m. some days and then it's 9 a.m. other days. And so you're waking up at totally different hours Um, or you're waking up early during the week and super late on the weekend, you're actually going to throw off your REM cycle. This was a big one for me. I didn't realize how important it was. Because I have insomnia, I would always be like, if I could sleep, man, I'm going to let myself sleep. (laughs) And so I wasn't consistent. And when I made this switch of waking up and going to sleep within a 30-minute window, and when I actually stick to that, then I get my full amount of REM that I should. My aura ring lights up green, and it says, good job, and I feel good. (laughs) And so you really want to try to, if you are going to sleep in a little bit later, only go to 30 minutes. If you go more than that, you're going to start disrupting your rhythm, and that will make you get less REM. That sounds impossible. I love sleeping for like 
18 <laughs> hours at a time like on occasion. I know. Yeah, you can sleep like no other. <laughs> but uh, but I, I mean, I, I, I recognize that, you know, you're we're creatures of habit. And so mm-hmm. if we if we develop a habit, you know, our body will adjust to that and we'll be running at its optimal functioning. Sure. The other thing that can disrupt the REM is if you are consuming like toxins and inflammatory foods. So like if you're eating a food that you could be sensitive to or allergic to, then your body goes into a stress state. And in a stress state, it's not going to be able to cycle through these sleep cycles. Um, Alcohol will put it into a stress state. Caffeine puts your body into a stress state. So all of those will disrupt the normal circadian rhythm as well, and you won't get as much good sleep. So for me, I'm sensitive to um, peanut, and so I've discovered that when I have peanut, and especially if I have um, like alcohol after like 6.30 p.m., then my REM is like half of what it should be. <laughs> mm. That's what my aura ring tells me. Well, I find when I when I drink alcohol as well, you know, I'll wake up, you know, in the middle of the night sometimes. Because you, know? you get night sweats. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so hot. Your body like sweats all the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the last thing that can actually disrupt your REM, which might not apply to as many of us, is sleep medications, which is so frustrating because it's like, I do the sleep medications to sleep better. But when you do sleep medications, you tend to not get as much REM. So it puts you into more of a deep sleep and keeps you there longer. So you don't really get into the REM sleep. Mm. So you will still feel kind of mentally tired. Interesting. And we didn't talk about this, but uh, can can you talk also just briefly about some of the physical things, like also like your bed or your, um, or even like, um, you know, physical things with your body, like at, like sleep apnea can affect this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, if you are like snoring or waking up with a headache, you might have sleep apnea. You have to get that checked out because if you're not breathing, you're definitely not going through your sleep cycles. Um, but you also want to make your body, you know, comfortable. So you want to have a comfortable mattress, a good pillow. You want to keep the temperature low enough that you can stay comfortable under the covers, Um, so those are, you know, making your body comfortable, making sure to not have a lot of noises, a lot of bright lights. You might want to get like an eye mask or blackout curtains. So you want to keep that environment controlled so that you can make it through all of your sleep cycles and you don't have anything disrupting you and causing you to wake up. Makes sense. Yeah. So now you guys can be experts on quality of your own sleep. Hopefully you see a big difference in your energy when you make these changes. And don't forget to go to uh, my website. I'll link it below and check out the blog post that goes more in depth on this topic. And thank you to our sponsor, Fort Worth Food Stories. Check out their website at fwfoodstories.com. 